Welcome to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and I ask my guests one simple question, why? Focusing on the importance of why, I share with you the relatable, uplifting and inspiring conversations I have with people from all walks of life. This podcast will encourage you to focus on your why to enable and empower you to achieve the success you desire. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why. Before we start, I would like to draw your attention to what I can offer you as a master coach. I can help you to focus on your why with clarity, uniting your passion with your purpose with a plan to create the life you truly desire. Book a free 20 minute coaching call right now via calendly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson forward slash call and we can take it from there. Today on Focus on Why, I am joined by Nicole Baldenu. Welcome. Hi, Amy. Happy to be here. And where are you joining us from, Nicole? Oh, I'm in Sydney, Australia. Oh, so your day is already over and ours is just beginning. So I always Mm. find it fascinating, the time difference. I know, right? And you're the first, usually I'm talking to someone in the States and we're always in the future, but it's the same day for us. So that's really nice. Yeah, just, just. It was funny because whenever it's New Year's Eve, I always think, oh, you guys have already celebrated. You've been, you're done. You've gone to bed. Yeah. You're just waking up and there we are already just sort of you know, about to go to bed. But yeah, it is it is bizarre. And I always, I love the difference of like, are we forward in time, back in time? But yeah, we're, we're the same same space right now. So tell me, what is it that you've been doing today or or generally? Oh, well, today I've been checking in with my team. Uh, We use Basecamp and our team is distributed around the world. So we do a lot of asynchronous communication. So usually because it's Monday here, um, you know, I'm catching up on some emails over the weekend. Um, But yeah, just checking in with our team who manages our and helps us run our software company. Uh, webinar ninja as well as our team at the hundred dollar mba podcast lots of communications so webinar ninja and the hundred dollar mba tell me more about those oh, so the, <laughs> where do, how far do we want to go back i guess the beginning of both of those came about after so i run those two companies with my husband and my co-founder omar zenholm so he's the host of the hundred dollar mba show you'd see his face on the cover And um, we were both teachers before we teamed up as uh, partners in life and before he came to me with an idea for the business, which was the first business, the $100 MBA. And and that was back in 2012. So we launched, uh, we both left teaching around the same time. I went via a short stint of a film studying film at New York Film Academy and tried to get some freelance work. I did. I freelanced as a videographer for a while. That was my first kind of break after leaving. Um, You know, I was in the classroom for 12 years. I was a teacher for 12 years before taking that that leap. And then, um, yeah, he, you know, he proposed this idea of the $100 MBA and uh, that's where that started. And then a year later, Webinar Ninja came about as well. Wow. So a completely different shift. Huge. Yeah. I was not an, I, you know, I always bemoan the fact that I didn't have that 
uh, you know, those stories of the lemonade stand or I was selling things in elementary school and, you know, I'd always had that entrepreneurial spirit. I didn't. I didn't have that at all. I um, I went into a very safe, very traditional, very, yeah, traditional profession uh, as a teacher. And then I, when I decided to leave, that was my, you know, break into understanding what it would be to work for myself and then what it would be like to start a business and, and be a quote unquote entrepreneur. And how did you adapt to the differences to being your own boss to to creating your own business in in a sense not having to work to a structure of as you said a traditional profession it was really hard in the beginning and you know I think because I did this with someone else so I took the leap into you know videography and freelancing on my own but when I teamed up with Omar he had some experience, actually quite a few years of experience side hustling. So I took a lot of, um, you know, the understanding of like what it's like to run my own business, like manage myself, like in terms of, you know, charging customers, invoicing, invoicing clients, all of those little details that I really didn't have any clue about, you know, I would lean on, um, some of his advice, but I think, you know, the big struggle in the beginning was going from teaching where it's so, structured and scheduled, you know, you have a schedule, a timetable, right? You know where you have to be every single minute and what you have to be doing every single minute of the day. It was the opposite when I was, you know, working, whether it was on film or where it was working on our, on our business, I had to determine what, you know, the time I got up, when I started working, when I finished working, all of that. So it, it took me a long time, I suppose, in the beginning to have that structure and routine you know, but yeah, we got there. (laughs) So what is it that you're doing right now? So right now I handle mostly the operations, um, and product as well with webinar ninja. I, um, so looking after, you know, the the team, making sure that everybody, all the different departments, whether it's marketing, customer support, uh, customer success, they have what they need. Um, talking to our customers as well, joining Omar on webinars as well. When, we, when he's running those, um, with the, with the podcast, um, you know, my role technically is to, is producer of the podcast, but we have such a great team that, um, you know, so I oversee sponsors and some of the guest teachers, but in terms of, you know, I let go, I had started in the beginning, I did edit the show and then we gave it over to our creative our sound creative. Uh, so I, yeah, I basically oversee that, you know, everything is is running as it should be and it doesn't skip a beat, checking in with the team, all of that. I love that phrase, skip a beat. What would happen if, if life skipped a beat at the moment? I mean, the show is a daily show. It's Monday to Friday. So, and, you know, 2000 plus episodes we haven't skipped a beat. I think maybe one time the show was late and I'm talking like six years ago and I felt like, oh, no, this can never happen again, you know, when it's something like it's, yeah. So that's, yeah, for for me, you know, very, very fortunate that we have a great team Um, and so, yeah, the show doesn't skip a beat because our listeners, like your listeners, you know, depend on, on that episode being there as promised. 
And it's so important to have that consistency in your podcast to to really give your listeners what it is that they need. I mean, that's the purpose of this medium, isn't it? Absolutely. And I think I would say the part of the show's success after all these years is the fact that um, it has been consistent with its not only its production and being on time, but um, with its promise. So we set out to you know, the, the the podcast that we created, we set out with a very, very clear determination of what it would achieve. Um, because we'd had the experience of starting another podcast that didn't do so well. We learned a lot of lessons from that. And so when we set out to create the $100 MBA show, we were very clear as to what this podcast would deliver. And, you know, whether it was the length of the format, it wouldn't exceed, you know, more than 15, 20 minutes at the most. It was short. It would be actionable. It would be practical. Those those lessons, because it is a lesson-based podcast, we had to maintain that promise. And so that every time the listener comes to listen to an episode, they know that what they're going to get from that episode is something that they can action. There's not going to be any backstories, not going to be fluff. They can go somewhere else, you know, on their rotation to listen to a, a longer conversational podcast because all of those podcasts have their place. But when they come to the $100 MBA show, they know that they can take away something very practical that they can apply to their business. And I think, you know, over 2,000 episodes of that, I think it's it's one of the big reasons why people come back to the show and why it's built such a big following. And once a teacher, always a teacher, right? It's a lesson-based podcast. <laughs> There's no escape there. Yeah. that I mean, you know, some people say, okay, you've got the podcast, this, this software. What on earth do those two things have to do with each other? Well, both of those were very much a natural extension of what Omar and I did for you know a great part of our careers and we were teachers and so even with webinars we naturally gravitated to webinars because it was a way that we could teach our audience deliver value uh, through through teaching through through content which is what we did in the classroom how many times you know a, a day so the same thing with the podcast you know the podcast that we did try to start was an interview podcast which we didn't do so well at you know, it was, it was a great learning experience, but then when we came to, to reassess the whole situation, it's, it was like, well, what do we know how to do? What comes naturally to us? What, what is a differentiator as well in the space? And it was teaching. No one at the time was teaching very short business lessons. And, um, and I think that's, that, that's what, you know, very quickly, um, it, why it took off because we we just focused on our strengths versus trying to do something that, you know, we saw other people doing, you know, we loved a lot of other interview podcasts, but it was just, it was, it just was not, not us at the time. I'll say, you know, now many years later, Omar interviews some guests on the show. I mean, it's a difference. We're talking now, you know, nine years later, but back in the day was a different story. <laughs> so talk about, your strengths talk about the purpose because you just said focus on strengths so let's focus on why using those strengths what does the purpose piece mean to you here I mean for me I've had to really understand where I fit in to a business you know I didn't have a business degree I didn't have anyone in my family I didn't have this whole entrepreneurship background so for me it was like well 
now that I'm teaming up with someone, we're starting these, these businesses. For me, it always became a question of where can I add the most value? What can I do that can help this business grow? It can help our customers. So a lot of my time, you know, in the early years was really spent navigating what could, what can I do? Like, what do I know how to do? That's why when we started the podcast, what did I know how to do at that time? I was fresh out of uh, film school. So I shot the videos that we created for our video library. I created the, the, I was able then to move on to editing the podcast because that was a natural extension of video editing. So for me, it was always finding like, what can I, what do I know how to do now that I can help uh, grow our business? And even just the fact that I work with my husband and it's a co-founding team and the company, you know, is both companies have been co-founded by us. It's always around for me, um, it's being that support of executing a vision of seeing a plan through. Um, and I guess that's why, you know, in my operations role, I kind of just a little bit of like the glue, making sure that everyone's got what they need um, and that the business can keep going and it doesn't skip a beat. <laughs> Did that answer your question? Sorry. <laughs> well, it, it's not not quite in terms of the big purpose. That that will come though. We we can we can work up to that. Uh, what I want to understand is working with your life partner, working with a husband in day and night. How does that work for you guys? Well, I love it. I I feel very fortunate. Um, I know we get this question a lot. How can you work with your spouse? Uh, you know, we'd want to kill each other, all of that. <laughs> we hear it all. And I get that. Um, I do think that we had a bit of an advantage because we had known each other as colleagues. Um, so we had this foundation previously in teaching that we were colleagues. So I don't know if that kind of, you know, gave us a bit of a foundation of being able to work together, but I think being able to create something together like this really fills me with joy, really makes me excited that we were able to do something together that, you know, didn't exist before. The podcast didn't exist before. This tool, this software that we've, you know, helped create and, and we have a team that helps us create it, that didn't exist before. Um, and that's very exciting to me because we can, A, take control over what we do with our time, you know, which I didn't have that when I was in teaching. It was very much, my time was very much controlled by someone else and, and, and by the, organ, the institution that I was working for. We can control what we do with our time, but we can also, um, you know, impact more people and, and serve uh, more people. And that's very exciting for me in amongst all the challenges of running a software company, which is not always easy. I'm not going to sugar, I won't sugarcoat the whole thing because it's not. <laughs> and you kind of just answered the purpose question because you've talked about teaching, you've talked about creating, you've talked about joy, and you've just talked about impact and serving people. That's that's the purpose piece, right? Yeah. I mean, as a teacher, you know, you're there to serve the, the 25, 30 bodies in your classroom every single day. Um, and, and so with, with a business, it's not too different in that, you know, your energy, your time, the things that, you know, your care is going towards making sure that other people are successful. And if it's your students in the classroom, if in a business, it's your, it's your clients, it's your customers that your, your, you know, their success is what you're invested in. 
And knowing that success means something different to every person, what does success mean to you? Um, For me, I've thought about this question a lot because, A, because it's a question that gets asked, but but it's, a you know, in conversation, it's a really important question. I, I think about it for me in terms of the things that I value and being very clear on, on my values. And so if I'm working in alignment with my, with my values, then I feel like I'm, I'm succeeding. And for me, one of my biggest values is, is to learn, is to always feel like I'm learning, is to feel like I'm growing. And, I've, and I can say that I've done that in the last 10 years, completely taking a leap from, from my career and building a business, launching a business and running this business. I've learned so much. And for me, someone else may measure the success in, in certain metrics, whether it's, you know, revenue, customers, growth, all of that. And that, I, that has its place for sure. But for me, it's like, have I grown? Have I changed as a person? And I would like to think I have, but, you know. In what way? Um, I think as a business owner, I've definitely exercised empathy in a greater way not that it's funny because as a teacher you're constantly aware of so many people's needs and it's your students right um I think when it's a business when it's you know two businesses with with lots of customers you're kind of more aware at a global at a greater global level of the differences of people, you know, the differences we have around the world, where people are at, whether it's, you know, demographics, geography, all of that. Yeah, I feel like I've expanded my worldview, my understanding of of, of people. Uh, it's like in a way when you're a teacher or when you're in, you're in I, feel, I felt like I was in a smaller world. I feel like now I'm in a bigger world. And why was that important to to make that shift? out of teaching or or out of the smaller world into becoming part of the bigger world i mean you mentioned at the beginning that you you wanted to fit in well again i think it just comes back to wanting to to grow to to expand um i felt limited when i was when i was in teaching um and and i feel that um you know as a business owner you can create more of the world that you want to see uh, and you can create more of, of, you know, the life you want to live as well. And you mentioned about the taking control of what you do in your time. What is it that you want to achieve in your time? Well, I definitely don't want to feel like I've wasted it. (laughs) And I definitely don't want to feel like I have, you know, not worked on the things that gave me joy, that I didn't get to work with people that I enjoyed working with, um, that I didn't get to create um, and have just more freedom. Uh, Creativity is also really, really important as well to me. Um, And so, you know, and as you get older too and as you become more aware of like time is really all we have. and so, yeah, I don't, I want to make sure that, you know, I, I make good use of the, the time that I have. 
And it's, it's interesting because on podcasts, whenever people talk about freedom, it always comes with something. And it's not just freedom in, on it in itself. It's freedom with something. And you mentioned creativity. Is, is it freedom with creativity or is it freedom something else? What is it for you? I think creativity is a big part of it um, because I know that when I wanted to leave teaching, and I think primarily the reason I chose film as my first stop, um, I saw film as a very, very creative pursuit. I thought it was like the most endlessly creative thing that you could do. Um, and I felt it was the opposite of what I was doing day in and day out. Not that teaching doesn't allow you, you know, certain creativity and freedom in the way you teach, and but, you know, you're still bound by a curriculum and, and all of that. So, um, and I think that's that's what I, I really love about creating a product, creating a tool, creating a podcast, is that there is so, there's endless creativity in that. And even with knowing that you're serving an audience and serving their needs, you still get to be, you know, you're always trying to create the most creative solution to solve that problem and to serve them. Um, and that's what I really love about, you know, having a product and, and, and a podcast as well. And why podcasting? Why not doing, I mean, yes, you are doing webinars and, and you are doing, I'm sure you're doing YouTube and various videos as well, but why podcasting in particular? What's so special about this medium? When we first dipped our toes in it, um, this was back in, in, yeah, 2012, 2013, we just really admired people that were, had podcasts. We'd listened to podcasts and we thought this is a very powerful medium. There's that intimacy that you have with your with your listener which i i think is unparalleled in other other mediums i think it's you know just that the fact that you're so close to their earbuds you're right there i think that there's a real level of intimacy there and there's a level of trust that is created so it just became very very attractive to just to 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 try and so when we decided to, to, to create the $100 MBA show, we had already launched a course. It was a, it was a, a video library of, of, of training. And we thought this would be a great companion to, to be able to support our audience on a daily basis, to give them that next, oh, that something to do and that support in their business on a daily basis. So it just, yeah, it just made sense to, well, to 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 offer it in in that format talk about trust you talk about intimacy you you spoke about empathy earlier and this importance to learn and grow and the importance of being in alignment with your values being in alignment with your values is for me again one of the most critical things to be to be done have you ever been out of alignment with your values um, oh, that's a really good question. I think when I felt when I was in teaching and I didn't feel like I was being my authentic self, as good as I was at my job, as much as I cared about my students and as much as like I was able to get their outcomes, you know, they passed their tests, all of that, they got what they needed. I still felt I was betraying something of myself because I just didn't feel like this was me. And so 
maybe it's not directly a misalignment of values, but it's um yeah, sort of a betrayal of of you know how I want to live my life. And I feel like with the businesses that we create, you know, this is us. <laughs> this is this is who we are. Um and you know with the particularly with um you know with webinar ninja uh people know who's behind the brand you know we're on we're on the webinars with our customers they know us by name they they you know there's a face to the brand as well so um and it's great to just be able to to be yourself and what is it for you that that the purpose piece again coming in the the why behind the brand tell me a bit more about that well, the the fact that, you know, both Omar and I left, you know, a traditional career, we found our our freedom, we found our, you know, independence in many ways, building our own business. And so I feel that both the Hundred Dollar MBA Show podcast and Webinar Ninja are both ways that we can impart that same ability for people to do the same. Like people that come to the podcast, maybe side hustling, they're trying to get out of their job or they've got their launched a very small business and they were trying to grow it and scale it. And so, you know, they come to the show for that and, and, and we offer that to them. Same with uh webinar ninja or a tool like, um, uh, you know, for, with webinars, it's a way for people to be able to, you know, they've left a lot of our customers will be people who have an expertise. They were in a job, they have, you know, a, a field of expertise and they go out on their own and they're building their own thing and they need a way to, you know, communicate their product, their service to their audience. They need to build their audience. And so both of those tools, I see them as ways for people to, to have their independence from, you know, they, they didn't want a job. They didn't want a regular job. They want to go out on their own. Um, and so I really resonate with that. And I and I love the fact that we're able to provide something that can give people that opportunity to create their own path, to create their own business, um, and essentially, yeah, do with their time what they most want to do. Yeah, a lot of people don't know what to do with their time when they free it up. It's, it's a challenge. You're so busy, be, so used to being busy in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but busy on, on you know, just keeping yourself busy or busy with purpose. Yeah, for sure. And and this is where coming in with the, the purpose piece in terms of you've talked a lot about freedom, a lot about creativity and this independence. And it's, again, it's not leaving people stranded behind you as well. You, you want to bring with you others who may feel lonely or uh, alone and not have the support they need yes a hundred percent that's 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 a huge part of it as well and I think that's that daily commitment like the show like why would you do it why would you do it daily well again it's you know that people we knew and I know that Omar knew when he was building businesses on the side when he was on his own it's really lonely you know I've had the experience where I've been you know building my business with someone but it's hard you know and if you're going at it alone you need that support. You need that community. And, and, and we see that too, with people that show up to the webinars, they show up for the same webinar over and over again, because it's not the content they're there for. It's for the community. It's to hang out with people that, you know, that they enjoy, um, you know, being, being with, and that's all part of it as well. Yeah, for sure. I love that. And, and it is, 
again, the community piece, which is just so critical. And you mentioned right at the beginning, understand where I fit in. You didn't have the entrepreneurial background. And so it was a case of filling in that void for others with your businesses. Yeah, exactly. And um, and then even personally, when I was trying to fit into the business, it's like, what can I do um, to support this business? How can I support my team? How can I support our customers? How can I support Omar, um, who's leading, you know, the business? So, yeah, and that's and 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 I'm happy with that. You know, I'm I'm happy because I am more. I recognize in myself that I'm very much a team person. I love collaboration. I love doing things with other people, um, and so yeah, I don't know if I'd gone out on on my own completely. How that would have turned out. <laughs> So what about the future, Nicole? What what have you got planned? What's what's next? Well, we're very excited because after we just released a sister product to Webinar Ninja called Course Ninja. And so again, very much in alignment with our teaching background. Um, our current offering is in beta and it allows people to run live cohorted courses. Uh, so we, we're pretty much the world's first all-in-one all in uh, live course platform. Um, so that is keeping us very, very busy right now. We're very excited. We've been our own guinea pigs. We ran a couple of uh, courses um, earlier th already this year, um, which was very exciting because I got to, you know, sit with Omar as well and and teach um, on, on, on that course. Um, so, yeah, that's what we've got right now. We have another offering. Um, added to our, our product. I love that. It sounds fantastic. Tell me about this work that you're doing now. And is that the legacy that you want to be leaving behind? Is this, or is there more, or is there something else? Oh, I like to see my life in, in um, chapters. I always think like uh, it's exciting to, to, you know, I've definitely had the chapter where I was in teaching for over a decade um, and it's now been just over a decade of starting the $100 MBA and, and, and you know, leaving teaching and starting the $100 MBA and, and then Webinar Ninja. Uh, so I, I don't see the next decade uh, being too different, but, you know, for us, the, we're very, very committed to the the podcast. We're very committed to, you know, our audience there and we're very committed to, to seeing Webinar Ninja and Course Ninja uh, grow to their full potential. So hopefully we can, yeah, lead that, lead that in, in, see where it goes. And aside from business, what else keeps you entertained in life, Nicole? Well, I have a podcast, a hobby podcast with my friend, Kate Erickson. So <laughs> more podcasting <laughs> and you know that's that's pretty much as much as I can do. I for for a, I, for a decade I was very into flamenco dance, but I had to you know give that up because I chose you know I can't do I can't do it all right. We have, we're very much I'm very much aware that you can't really do everything, so you have to be very selective. But I definitely you know look after my health. I really love yoga. Yoga is something that really I spend you know, at least five days a week practicing reading, all that fun stuff, and just making sure I spend as much time with my, you know, my family and my friends. And the hobby podcast with your friend, Kate, tell me a bit more about that. 
So that came, so Nicole and Kate can relate. It's um, it's a way for Kate and I, Kate and I were neighbors when, when I was still living in San Diego. Then we moved here to Australia. She and, and, and John moved to Puerto Rico and um, we stayed in touch and we're part of a mastermind as well with another friend of ours. So we've been, you know, we kept in touch for the years that we, we, were, we were not living, you know, in the same neighborhood. From our mastermind, um, you know, we've been in that mastermind for three years. The conversations that we would have were very enriching, very uh, soul nourishing. And, you know, during COVID, I would say that when a lot of people were alone, a lot of people trying to find, you know, addition, they had additional time on their hands. I found myself with a little bit of additional time on my hands. I thought it would be just great if we could share the kinds of conversations we were having, uh, you know, as three women. Um, it ended up just being the two of us though, Kate and I starting the podcast, but um, it'd be great if we could share those conversations that we were having, whether it was, you know, just personal challenges, business challenges, life, just the conversations and the topics that women just are constants in our life, whether it's confidence, whether it's the question of starting a family, ambition, all of these just various topics that, you know, we, we will talk about with our girlfriends. And we just wanted to take those conversations and have them in a bit more of a public uh, space so that people didn't feel alone and that, you know, maybe a listener would feel like they had something that they could just carry with them during the day to give them a little bit of more confidence and support. Sounds more like it. Or less like a hobby podcast, uh, but again, the teaching elements coming back in. Yeah, well, Kate and I have to be very careful because we both, you know, she's a great teacher as well. Um, uh, but you know, we we try and keep it as as conversational. But I suppose we're always offering our, you know, what we've learned in life or what our experiences have been up to that point. You know, get on any given topic. And so there is, I suppose, always, I think you're always learning from someone, right? Whenever you're in a conversation, you're always learning. Um, so yeah, there's probably a little bit of that as well. And are, are, have there been any topics where you've disagreed on something? Oh, it's funny because we, we're all about, you know, making sure that we have conversations and, and that the perspective is, and all of that is respected even when we disagree. But Kate and I seem to see eye to eye on a lot of things. And it is, it is important to understand that there are different perspectives and that just because you don't agree with someone or some some viewpoint doesn't mean that it can't be dismissed. And, and it is important to acknowledge different world perspectives uh, because that's where you know, we have so many, so many people jumping to support one side or another. And it's just like, can, you, know, you need to understand that sometimes you're talking about the same thing here. Yeah. Oh yeah. Very passionate about that. I know it's just, just, you know, you hear it all the time that, you know, the world's never been more divided. And, and so it's, again, it's just that remembering that there's humans on both sides, you know, and we need to continue to have those conversations no matter how much we disagree. Well, it seems like a natural point being humans on both sides of the world. I just, I just love that we've sort of end, started on that and ended on that. It's brilliant. How would people get hold of you, Nicole? What was the best way for them to reach out? If they are interested in business lessons, there's the $100 MBA show podcast that's um, on any podcast um, app. If they are doing webinars, if they've got a business, they want to connect with their audience via webinars or courses, they can go to webinarninja.com. I 
I suppose out of all the social channels, I probably prefer Instagram. That's kind of maybe the place that I'd hang out the most. Um, so I'm at Nicole Baldino on Instagram. And if, yeah, if they're interested in another conversation podcast on their rotation, Nicole and Kate can relate. A few places you can find me on the internet. <laughs> fantastic. Well, they'll all go in the show notes so that people have got access to that. So fantastic. Nicole, it's been a delight. And I want to say thank you to Johnny Ball for introducing us. It's always a pleasure to have a recommendation to someone to come on the show. And it's been a really lovely conversation. And I look forward to unpicking a few things in my reflections episode. And and so maybe I'm going to definitely going to go and listen to some of your Nicole and Kate can relate and the hundred dollar MBA podcast because there's always lessons that we can learn. We're always looking to grow and learn, as you said earlier. Tell me, what would you like to leave the audience with today? Well, after our conversation, I am reminded that you know. All we have is time and that reassessment of your values is is something to do often, most importantly, so that you can live as your authentic self. How has this conversation had an impact on you? What value have you received from tuning in? What are your reflections with actions? Please take a moment to leave me an Apple podcast or Spotify review sharing how Focus on Why has made a difference to you today. Remember, the conversation doesn't end here. To keep it going, simply connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter or join the Focus on Why Facebook group. All the links are in the show notes. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.